Please be aware that topics of conversation in this episode include assault, addiction, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Here at Visit with Spirit, we are not out to prove or disprove anything. We are not asking anyone to believe or not believe. We are asking that you, the listener, are compassionate to what our guests have experienced, whether or not you believe that you respect their journey as we help them on their path of healing. Welcome to Visit with Spirit. We're here to listen to stories from those who have had a paranormal experience, as well as to help them process, understand, and feel good about it. Hello, souls and spirits. Welcome back to Visit with Spirit. I'm your host, Lisa. And I'm your host, JD. And today we have a guest who reached out to us. We have Jen joining us today. And Jen's had a lot of of experiences growing up, a lot of experiences that she's going through now. Jen reached out to us after she heard us on a video that we worked with with Charm City Paranormal. Um, We're so glad that she reached out to us. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And just a heads up to our listeners, we do have a trigger warning for you. If you need to skip this episode, please do. And we send nothing but healing, love and light to you today. Jen, we talked a little bit before this. Can you start by telling us um, about your childhood home and some of your earliest experiences? The earliest thing I can remember, I was very close with my great-grandmother. I probably was around five or six at the time. And um, like we had such a close relationship and she had been in the hospital and we were supposed to go visit her the next day. And as I was sleeping, I had a dream where my great-grandmother had like met me at my elementary school and she was walking around with me and she kind of was on loop saying whatever happens, everything's going to be okay. And she kept saying it and I didn't know what it meant. You know, just every, whatever happens, everything's going to be okay. And I remember the moment I opened my eyes, um, the phone rang and they had called and said that she had died that morning. Like she had just passed away. And so I was really confused. And I remember being like, well, I just talked to her, <laughs> you know, like in my mind. Um, Cause it was weird. I don't think I was, I was so confused. Um, So that was kind of the start of things. I grew up at a Southern Baptist church, um, which is a whole, (laughs) a whole other like issue for me, um, which kind of developed, you know, kind of some frustration uh, as I got older with the things that I was taught to believe, like, you know, when someone's dead, they're dead, there's no communicating with them. And and if you are involved with these things, then um, that's evil and you don't need to take part in that. So um, that was kind of a weird thing for me because I was experiencing these things, but I didn't want to talk about it. But as I was saying, I had some friends who would come over and there was one night we were all sleeping in the living room and all we had was a fish tank, you know, like the kind of bubbling noise that it makes in the background and we were all sleeping. And I heard what sounded like my mom say, Jennifer, like to wake me up and I was like hello (laughs) so I get up and my friend she said 
uh, was that your mom? And everyone was, everyone got up. Like it was loud enough. All of us heard it. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Like everyone woke up and I went and I looked and my parents were both sleeping in their bedroom, which was super, super weird. Um, so that was another thing. I actually had something similar as a kid happen quite often. I would hear my name called. I assumed it was my mother. I'm an only child. Me too. (laughs) Oh, okay. So there's nobody else that it could have been calling my name. And many, many years later, after I had gone to a workshop, I realized that night, it was like an eight, eight hour, two, four hour workshops back to back. I get home that night and all of a sudden I could hear in my ear, almost like a Bluetooth is how it kind of sounds that yeah. almost like a little, that breathy airiness to it, like but it. I could <laughs> physically, yeah, I could physically hear it. And I realized it was the same voice I had heard growing up and I believe it was my guide. Okay. So just a little insight, you might've been hearing your guide or maybe your mom was astral traveling in her sleep. And that's why all of you could hear it because it was possible that she was, her spirit was in the room, not just talking to you, but yeah, to the whole group, but just in the astral plane. That That is really cool. Yeah. The fact that they heard it and we were all like yes. really freaked out. So that was uh, a really interesting time. And this part is like, and I'm not trying to claim like anything crazy. This part is very scary to me personally. So I mentioned I was very close with my grandmother. I was probably, I want to say I was in like 10th grade in high school. My nanny on my dad's side and I were always very, very close. But my papa, who I was also close with, um, had gotten sick. He had a heart issue, had to have surgery. And he was in the hospital and everything was going fine. Kind of like the same thing, you know, like he's supposed to be recovering. He's supposed to be checking out soon. But my nanny... uh, started acting weird. And um, I I do want to preface this by saying later in life, um, she died in 2017 in November. She did develop dementia, but this was way, this was like seven years before that. Uh Okay. The dementia part probably developed over the course of a year and it it progressed very quickly. Um, So I just want to let you guys know that this part, like she was completely sound of mind and all of a sudden started acting weird. And then after the story I'm about to tell you, she all of a sudden just like snapped out of it was completely normal up until the dementia, Hmm. which is really strange. Um, But there was a day that my grandfather's in the hospital. My mom was supposed to come and pick her up so we could go drive to the city um, to go see him together and she was calling the house she shows up to my nanny's house and she sees the dog has like blood on his head she's like what the heck's going on and I hear a knock on the door while my mom's looking for my nanny and there's a woman here said that my nanny was walking down the road in a slip and she was saying that she needed to get here and I was like whoa what's going on you know so I opened the door and I'm like, Nanny, what are you doing? My mom's supposed to come get you. And um, my mom's like, what? She's there. She's there. How is she there? So my nanny said that they told her to kill Joshua, which was the dog. So <gasps> she said, so I did. And I was like, 
what was like joshua was alive he's fine the dog was fine but something had happened she was walking down the road no shoes on on asphalt in the middle of spring and then that had like a slip on that was it so we were like well that's really weird maybe she's just really tired you know she's worried about her husband maybe it's triggered some sort of something but i don't know how to describe it she just didn't look like herself like her eyes I, i don't know how to explain it almost sounds like there was an attachment yes Uh and I didn't I don't want to make these claims but like I've only told like one other person about this but this has made such a huge impact on my life and I can't wait to tell you about it because it feels really validating to hear you guys not think I'm crazy (laughs) um so my nanny's health kind of like got weird and um my dad was saying we should have her come stay with us uh, because she obviously doesn't need to be alone. And we would like take her home. And uh, so, you know, those lamps that you can touch like with your finger and they turn like low, medium, high. Yes. Um, my papa like collected all those and he was still in the hospital at this time. And she would be like, oh, they turn the lights on and there would be like the lights on in the house. And we, were, we would just kind of like brush it off, you know? And then she moved in with us and I don't know how to explain it, but like the overall tone in the house um, just really escalated. And my parents had a very tumultuous uh, relationship, Um, but I do feel that during this time um, that it definitely got worse. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is the time when I, I really developed anxiety and like this weird depression, but as a, I guess a way to describe things like I would be cleaning the house and waiting for my mom to get home and with my grandmother and stuff. And um, there was one day I was cleaning and I was listening to music. I had an iPod shuffle, the tiny one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I remember throwing my shoes in my room and I had shut the door and then I heard this huge bang trying to figure out where it was. And then later on I opened my door and I remember it was my pink Converse that I had were right behind the door. Like somebody threw them back and they like dropped down. Oh, weird. Huh. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's, that was strange. Um, but again, you try to like brush it off. Oh, and yeah. then <laughs> my anxiety got so bad to the point where I actually started sleeping on my parents' floor and in, in their room um, mm-hmm. in 10th grade. Like I just felt weird. And my dad got sick randomly. And then after that, I randomly had like an infection in my mouth and my whole face swelled up. Like I woke up the next day, my whole face was swollen and I had to have like an emergency, like dental surgery. And then um, just like weird stuff like that. And this part um, is the part that really freaks me out. Like my nanny had progressively started acting weirder and weirder. And the mood in our house was so weird. And there was this smell that was like, and this is the only way I can describe it. So like think of something lavender scented, but as if it was like poured onto a rag and left in the attic for a really long time, like huh. musty lavender. Okay. I I get that. Yeah. It's weird. Like it, it's like it came from a good smell, but then it just, it did not smell right. Mm. The smell would be in our house while she was there and uh, like my nanny stuff like you know how you visit people they have a specific smell like they use a certain detergent or something like my nanny's house had a special smell it was not that smell so when I would smell that and it would if it were her then her house would have smelled like that right yeah that's kind of like what I was thinking and it was like as soon as I smelled that smell I would get um 
like anxious feeling and like a sense of dread and I hated going home like to the point where I would beg my friend to let me ride the bus home with her and go home to her and not go home and it got to the point where um, my mom became afraid to be around my nanny by herself for some reason and this was a little old lady she did deal with um an addiction to pills at the time and it was during this, we realized like she needed help. So my parents um, actually checked her into a facility um, while all this was going on, while my grandfather was in the hospital. I believe he was in for like three weeks. So this is over an amount of time. Um, but suddenly my, my grandfather on April 1st passed away of um, that year. And um, it's like she got even worse, right? So we were like, my dad didn't want to think anything paranormal was going on, but like weird stuff was happening to him too. And he had a dream um, while my nanny was living there that this black mist would like seep under the door and hover over their bed. Oh, so like he kept having that, but he would be like, oh, it's just a bad dream. But anyway, like I was saying, sorry, I'm jumping around. I'm just remembering things. Um, No, it feels pretty linear. (laughs) okay yeah I'm just remembering like different details that feel very important to me um but as I said my mom was starting to be afraid to be around my grandmother by herself so my mom actually got her mom to come with her because she had a bad feeling to go pick up my nanny to go to the doctor and like I mentioned my nanny did have um the issue with the pills at the time but she was very like oh I can't lift this thing like can you help me you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, my nanny actually attempted to strangle my mom. Oh. Um, and my mom called the ambulance because she was like melting down and they were like, oh, it's probably just dementia, all this other stuff. They took her in. She knew the day of the year. She knew the president. She knew all this stuff. They were like, oh, it's just an episode. But after that, I definitely, I was afraid to be around her, which is weird because like I was so close to her, you know, I'd never seen that side of her. I remember... <laughs> she was the one I've only been spanked twice and she spanked me once when I was little and I and I wasn't even spanked she smacked my hand with a ruler and oh, <laughs> that's oh. like the only thing she ever did because I mean I was always afraid to get in trouble and I was I was at their house all the time like I've I've seen them you know um so hearing that from my mom my dad didn't want to hear it and uh shortly after that my parents did separate after this it it caused a very big rift because my dad didn't want to believe it and to this day nobody will talk about it like it's as if it never happened and nobody will say anything yeah when when nobody wants to talk about it anymore or you know I always find that those reluctant stories are usually ones that the ones that have the most truth behind them yes so I yeah that makes that makes sense I will say there is one possible non-paranormal reason for mm-hmm. that um, is in the elderly or in older people uh, and, and for any of our listeners, if you are caretakers for people who are older, big, big personality shifts can also stem from um, bladder and urinary tract infections. Mm. I believe that it is ammonia ends up backing up into the bloodstream and can affect the brain. I saw that with my um, my aunt, who is one of the sweetest people you'd ever want to meet. And when she had a bladder infection, oh goodness, she was swearing. She was almost violent. 
Um, and as soon as she was on antibiotics and it was cleared up, she was back to her normal self. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes it goes undiagnosed for a long amount of time mm-hmm. because people, it, it's such an odd sign of a bladder infection. Like you, you wouldn't think that. Yeah. They're like, they're a little bit different than urinary that you don't get the typical symptoms Um, so it's very easy to ignore or pass over. So that's one possible, um, reason for it. Okay. Well, I was going to say that, um, after this point, even though nobody would talk about it, um, my mom and dad actually talked to the pastor of the church and had him come over and bless our home, um, Mm -hmm. and pray over our, our property. So obviously someone said something and expressed Mm. concern for the stuff going on at our house, because I know it wasn't just me experiencing it. Mm. Um, And add in, you know, how we talk about like our own energies, um, add in the tension between my parents. um, Yes. Just makes a big disaster. Mm -hmm. But I will say um, my nanny had moved out because she, after that 180, like she didn't remember doing it, acted completely normal. It was like two days later, was completely fine at home. Um, And we went over there. She had no idea. And it was as if nothing ever happened, but that she was, you know, sad about my grandfather, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was weird. And it took a while for me to kind of like feel safe around her, you know, but Mm -hmm. I knew she didn't remember what happened Um, because my grandfather prayed with her. And at that time, my, um, my nanny was also Pentecostal. So she would like talk in tongues and stuff like that. She was very, um, she was very, very, Mm. very uh, religious, but she would talk in tongues. And that was one of the things that she would do. Um, She actually left like my mom voicemails, speaking in tongues um, during that time, like just before she had attempted to hurt my mom. That puts a whole different spin on this Mm -hmm. because people don't think about this but when you even something as simple as prayer or meditation you are opening up a channel you know you know people are always worried about ouija boards but something as simple as as prayer opens up vortexes and channels and if you're speaking in tongues that is you're opening your body you're like physical and and emotional and mental space for spirit to come in if people don't close that down god may not be the only one coming in okay well see that's another thing because like the voicemails that she was leaving us like she would leave one after another after another after another just speaking in tongues and it was it was really like i didn't get like a peaceful feeling from it normally i was used to her prayer you know what i mean like i was used to her prayer Jen, can you elaborate for listeners who aren't familiar um, with the phrase speaking in tongues? What 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 did those voicemails sound like? What, like, what is that that phrase represent? So speaking in tongues is like, you know, kind of having that direct language with God is the way that I understand it, like a prayer. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a, a gifted um, speech. To me, it almost sounds like parcel tongue in Harry Potter kind of um but less drawn out if that makes sense like it sounds more fluent and Mm -hmm. less slow but to me that's what it's it sounds like (laughs) I'm sorry if that's a creepy comparison no no yeah no that really helps our listeners to understand so I will admit I'm already picking up on stuff I'm already writing things down um so I know that even you know starting with this chaotic energy from such a young age for you um 
You had also mentioned to us as well that you worked at a medical examiner's office um, as you got older. Like when did that, like when did you start working there and, and does that tie in a little bit like timing wise with, with some of your experiences at home? Um, so all of that stuff happened um, with my nanny uh, when I was in high school. Um, mm -hmm. So I just like to a reminder that from this point my nanny was perfectly fine and our relationship started like building back again and I was going over there all the time so mm -hmm. this is going to run concurrently with later on in my life but in college um, I graduated in college in winter of 2015 um, I have two degrees one in anthropology and one in criminal justice um, because I <laughs> it seems like they're not related but they are I promise <laughs> um, but my internship um, had to be 220 hours of an unpaid internship for a field. And I'm, I've been very interested in um, bioarchaeology because I actually, and I hope this isn't something bad and I hope you guys don't look down on me. So I did a bioarchaeology practicum um, where I examined Native American remains from 920 AD that were recovered as a result of a, um, and destroyed by the construction company back in the 90s. Oh, wow. um, basically, they kept digging even though they found bones and they weren't um, notified until like a week in after someone spotted something. And um, so I basically helped to re-estimate like the age, sex, stature of who this person was. Um, and, you know, I didn't get any weird vibes from that. So I did that in tandem with um, interning at the medical examiner's office, which was the big part of my internship, because um, I wanted to know more forensic anthropology, all that stuff. So I was a death scene investigator. Um, so I went to a lot of scenes, and I feel that depending on the mood in a room or wherever I am, I feel like I absorb the emotions um, that people are feeling like I internalize it. It's, it's a weird feeling and sometimes it can be really stressful or it makes you really sad. Mm -hmm. um, but at scenes, I was there when people's loved ones, like this was the worst moment of their life. And, um, you know, being there young, old, like little babies to elderly, um, you know, it was like being at those scenes really um, changed me. And not so much at the time, but later in my life, it's kind of, um, I have been diagnosed with PTSD mm -hmm. from those experiences because I, I, it's weird. I think of these people often and it's like, it's very much with me to this day. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And everything that I do. <laughs> what you're describing is, um, is called, you know, in metaphysical terms, being an empath and, you know, for our listeners, there is a difference between being empathetic, which most people have empathy, not everyone. There are certainly um, certain people who do not have empathy. There's certain um, mental conditions where people that that's just not built into their system. Most people have empathy. Empaths, it's more extreme. It's you feel it as if it was happening to you um and it can be physical or emotional so you can pick up people's physical pain and it's it's i call it a blessing and a curse because 
when you are an empath and especially when you are in traumatic and dramatic situations, um, you, you are an energetic sponge. So something that we can do before um, we end our session today is do, and I can teach you how to do a release where you can release all of these emotions that you are carrying and sounds like you've been carrying for other people. Yes. And certainly that can actually manifest into some of the things that you've described um, because you're holding on to all of this excess energy that's not yours and it doesn't really have a place to live because these things are not at home in your body because they're not yours. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely like how it feels when you're around all of that. Like, and even now, you know, at work, if someone's in a bad mood and stuff, I know that sounds silly, but I definitely, like, I feel it. I have to put in headphones um, and kind of like distract myself because otherwise it's almost like debilitating for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's weird. Like I almost have to focus my inner, like all of my energy on everything else. Um, but, you know, like I said, working at the, uh, especially um, for people who take their own life, um, mm-hmm. that, that scene and like seeing the family and like also being with this person who had so much and like not only did I have to go to the scenes but I also had to document the scenes which means taking photographs and then when I got back I had to make their files I had to print their pictures I had to put their pictures into you know the folder so I had to look at them again and it's like every single person and like you know it's it's so weird but I it's a very intimate connection to somebody that you don't know and I can see them in my mind, like, like each scene that I went to and like each person individually, I can't remember all of their names, but I can see them in my mind and I think of them often. And it's like, you know, talking about it right now, I, I can, I'm like picturing people, like oh. they were people. And it's just, it's crazy. At the time, like I said, it didn't affect me at the time, but now that I've really had been able to take in what I did and in a way I was able to help them you know oh yes I was able to preserve things that whether it was a homicide or whatever I was able to get an answer to whatever question was being asked Mm -hmm. so um that that was a big deal to me I even on a positive note I did submit DNA for a case that was solved within like the last four years so that's cool it it got processed through yep um so that was awesome um so at the time um I was working uh from literally 4 30 in the morning to like two in the afternoon and I had classes that went from like three until seven and then I would stay at school to work on my homework and I was also interning on my off days, right? So I was tired. I had all this stuff going on. And then I was in a stressful money situation. So, you know, talk about that, that anxiety, but also everything I was absorbing. <laughs> um, then weird stuff started happening at my apartment um, at the time. Uh, like my roommate once, um, she was terrified. She told me she had a dream that a man came running out of her closet and she said it was so real. Um, she actually came like knocking on my door to wake me up because um, she was so terrified. So 
I was like, well, that's weird. It was just a bad dream. Um, but she had a dog when I first moved in with her and he would be in his cage. Um, cause she wasn't sure how he would be with the new person, you know, and she went to work and she would always be like, okay, insert dog's name here. <laughs> you know, I'm going to work. See you later. And she'd always tell me bye. And I remember I was in the shower and I heard her ask her dog if he wanted to come out of his cage. I was like, what the heck is going on? You know? And I thought she had left for work. So I get a towel. I hear the dog at the bathroom door. And I was like, what? Oh no. So I open the door. The dog runs in the bathroom behind me, like terrified. I come out, the crate is shut. Like it's not bent or anything. It's like one of those heavy duty metal crates. I'm looking around the apartment. The door is locked. I would go and check all the rooms. I went and got a knife out of the kitchen and my towel with this dog behind me. So I was like, well, that's really weird, you know? So that's one thing. Um, And then my cousin, (laughs) she came over and slept in the living room. And one night, um, a whole bunch of books just fell out of the shelf, like while she was there. And so that freaked her out. So those are, you know, some of the things <laughs> that happened at the apartment. So I know that you've reached out to us because you're actually experiencing things now as well, um, where you currently are. Yes. Can you tell us about what you have going on where you're at now? Yes. Um, so I now live in a different state. And um, I'm just going to start from our apartment and then where we live in our home currently. This is in the last like four years, I would say. Um, In our apartment, weird stuff would start to happen. We got a dog who I love and she was very normal, but uh, something started happening where she was afraid of, we had a big walk-in closet in our bedroom. She would like stare into the closet and like growl all the time. And it was just Mm. the closet, nothing else. Um, so that, that was kind of the start of things. And then, you know, like my husband would go to work out and he would be gone and I would be like folding laundry. And you know how like someone, whenever they come in with something heavy, they'll be like, like, you know, setting Mm -hmm. something down. Like I would hear that and think it was him. I'd come out and he'd be like, he wouldn't be there. He'd still be working out. And I've had, as you mentioned, um, earlier, uh, the breath in the ear, like, like that. I've had that in my ear while I'm folding laundry, <laughs> mm. which was really weird. So that was a whole different thing. Um, and while we were living at that apartment, so like I said, my nanny passed in 2017. Um, my wedding was scheduled for 2018. Um, she passed away while we were in that apartment. And um, that was a, a really difficult time for me. Mm-hmm because I was very close with her and I feel like I missed out on a lot of time um that weekend I have a lot of guilt (laughs) because we were supposed to go visit her um so her birthday is November 1st she passed away uh October 31st and we were supposed to go see her and we my husband was like oh we got free tickets to the fair we're supposed to go see her next weekend you know let's let's do it then and then she died um the next day so it it's like it's really hard for me um and so you know I think times come and came and went I got married and everything and I was really sad that she wasn't there you know um but I wore a special necklace that she gave me it was um they weren't even real you know but like some pearl like a pearl necklace that's what I wore on my wedding day um 
and it's very special yeah she uh she was obsessed with drawing she drew everything um it was the December after she passed away um this is one of my favorite things um the December after she passed away my dad actually gave me one of the last things that she drew which was um like a bird in like this floral outline basically like a floral oval and um I forgot to mention this when my nanny um the dementia was getting really bad I bought her like this little penguin stuffed animal (laughs) so she could squeeze it um to practice you know get keep Mm -hmm. her strength up basically my stepmom actually has a Christmas tree and she uses random ornaments um on it and I by the way I I put that penguin in her casket in her hand um with her and on the tree um while my dad was talking to me and talking to me about this drawing um an ornament started swinging on the tree and it is a freaking penguin ornament every ornament was different yeah it's like swinging my dad's like oh it's the air conditioning Uh, me and my stepmom looked at each other like okay so (laughs) you know those touch lamps I mentioned also Mm -hmm. in the beginning my dad um hands me the picture and I set it down and it touches the touch lamp and then it starts going low, medium, high, off, low, medium, high, off, low. It keeps like cycling and whoa. it keeps doing it. And then it just stops. And I was like, whoa, because it's made out of plastic. Okay. Like I tapped it on mm-hmm. that and I, I didn't know what was going on. So later that night, um, after we went to sleep, I slept on the couch next to that lamp and I heard the noise of the light bulb turning on and it's cycling through over and over and over and over and over again. And it keeps doing it. And, and, and then it just stops. And I was like, I wonder if like she's trying to talk to me, but it like scared me. But then it didn't. I don't know how to make like say well, it. it was like it startled it, me. <laughs> it, it was either her or your grandfather. It was, right. it was one of the two. <laughs> yeah. So that is a big thing there, and um, kind of jumping around. Like uh, I actually stayed at I stay at their house quite often, and I've heard things that sound like her walking down on her little slippers, like like shuffling. Aww down the hallway. Um, but one thing that was not so positive for me, and I was going to say, I can definitely send you a clip of it because it creeps me out. Um, I was sleeping in the bedroom and I use a white noise, um, to help me sleep. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was also playing this binaural sound that's supposed to help with migraines because I have a migraine. So while there's this white noise, there's this wub, 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 and it plays over and over again. Um, I use a sleep app that records, like if you snore, mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. so it was recording this playing binaural sound. Um, and I remember one time waking up, um, and because I heard my, my stepmom and she said, Hey, want to see something cool? And I, I thought I overslept, you know, like, oh my gosh, what? So I wake up, there's no one there. And I had like a terrible feeling like it was weird and I was so scared I like I put the covers over my head you know and then I remember again waking up because I heard someone talking to me mm-hmm. and I remember both of those times so the next morning after I had gotten up I actually went back to this the sleep app and I played you could see there were two times where it looked different on the um you know how you can look at like an audio yes. and see the waves mm-hmm. um it was clearly different. So it would go from wub, 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 wub to 
like that. And it was at mm-hmm. both of the times that I heard somebody talking to me. Oh, oh. yeah. I, I would love to, I would love to hear that at yeah. some point. Yeah. Really I, cool. You can't hear words, but it does label it as um, talking. It has talking labeled oh. the whole entire night for some reason. Um, wow. The whole entire, yeah. But I did not have a good feeling after that. And um that that definitely creeped me out. And then jumping to here currently, um, my husband and I have had like whenever things were really bad here before I prayed over this house, um, we had door slam. My husband used to work, um, I forget what the shift is, but he was on rotating shift work for his job. And there was a night that both of my dogs were sleeping with me and we heard someone talking outside of our window. We do live in a subdivision, but it sounded like someone was talking outside the window. I was like, oh my God, someone's breaking in, you know, the dog's fur like is up. They're barking, barking, barking. And literally no one was there. Um, my neighbor had a camera that was facing over our backyard. He checked. Um, he's a, he worked for EMS, so I knew he'd be awake. I texted him, asked him to check when he got home. Nothing. Um, and, you know, we've had doors open and close and things, and there's generally a negative feeling. Um, but, oh, I, gosh, I, I'm sorry. There's so much stuff. I have so much stuff. <laughs> but, you know, the smell I mentioned to you? occasionally I still smell that smell randomly okay occasionally that is we'll look into that as well yes um and the latest thing that has happened um my so I had a friend who passed away um he took his life and I hadn't talked to him I have a lot of grief with this and I know I mentioned like I guess like if there was a way, I talk to him all the time, hoping he hears me, mm-hmm. um, even if he has moved on and everything. And like, who who knows if he even cared, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that I feel this way. But um, we were all really close. And I actually, I don't know if it's dumb, but um, I have, I, you know, people talk about like trigger objects. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have yeah. a silly hat that I got him for his birthday one year. <laughs> I have it with me. I asked my friend, his wife, um, if I could have it. And um, what had happened was he had posted a message on Facebook and I had a really bad feeling and nobody else thought to like call um, for a wellness check, you know, and I just knew um, that it was weird. I just knew I was too late, you know, but yeah. I, f- I feel bad because I... We used to all be so close, but I know like things change, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I like I wish that I would have been more present, you know, other than like happy birthday or hope you're doing okay, you know, Um, and I called and I was there, you know, when my my cousin who her husband is best friends with him, um, she actually lived like five minutes from them and I called her and I said don't go in like don't go in I know whatever but like I need you to try to wake him up if he's whatever you know mm-hmm. and um she was the first one there and called all the cops and all that stuff I was on the phone with the cops while they were trying to get there but um it was really hard to hear them say like I heard them say in the background that he was dead mm. and um it's just like so sorry you know, like that feeling of like, I I talked to his aunt um a lot. I've never met her because <laughs> they're from out west. Um, but she told me she was like, 
you did um, for him, you know, the best that you could, what nobody else had done yet. You oh. know, like you were there for him in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, uh, I feel it's almost been a year. Um, mm-hmm. So I have like, I just want to tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for crying. Oh, oh gosh, don't be. Don't be. No. Um, I, you know, last, it was actually, um, oh my gosh, probably this, this week last year that I had lost a friend, um, also to suicide. Um, I'm sorry. And same, yeah. Um, and we had, we had kind of floated apart a little bit, mostly to the pandemic, not for any other reason. And, um, and the thing to remember, and and even his girlfriend had said this to a common friend of ours, that she kind of knew that it was coming. And he he had just gotten his life together. Like, he, things were going great for him. And it was a split second. It, w- it was like this last minute decision. His emotions got the better of him. And sometimes there's no amount of how are you doing that can help somebody yeah. in that situation mm-hmm. yeah and i know he had been struggling he had yeah he'd been struggling since i had met him you know and he mm-hmm. had a really yeah. traumatic life as well yes. so it was like i don't know like we all knew he was struggling but he had kind of yes. drifted apart like we had all drifted apart um from each other mm-hmm. and like my cousin and her husband i was actually just talking to them you know about him but they they have dreams about him all the time, you know, and like, it's, it's just weird, even though you know, that like, maybe nothing you could have done, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like that feeling of like, you know, you always want, I want him to know, like, we, we did love him. And, you know, my cousin and her husband were around a lot more than I ever was, especially in the last like four years. Mm-hmm. but I have like all these great memories and feelings and stuff you know and it's like one of the days I was we were talking because there was a lot happening um he smoked this one brand of crappy cigarettes that smelled so bad mm-hmm. but like one of the days I got home from work and um I smelled cigarette smoke by my front door and like we don't smoke here mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> none of us do and it's like so little things made me wonder if like he was able to hear me. Um, but that's been like the most recent. After many, many, many years of doing this, I can honestly say he knows. Yeah, I heard no doubt that he knows. Yeah. Um, so I think we've actually hit a really good point um, to start the healing session. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Souls and Spirits, thank you for joining us. Be sure to tune in next time for part two of Jen's story. Thank you for joining us today for our visit with Spirit. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you have any questions or comments, or would like to be a guest on our show, email us at visitwithspirit at gmail.com or find us on social media. Until next time, may love and light surround you, and come back again to Visit with Spirit.